0: Welcome back to another episode of Blessed Is She That believed. How are y'all doing, y'all? Just listen. <laughs> it's Sunday evening. I got a late start on this and I was like, oh my gosh, I have got to do my podcast. Y'all, it has been a busy weekend, um, but we'll get in more into that. Let's go before the Lord with prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this this time, Father God, that we get to spend in your word. Lord, I pray that you visit each and every heart, each and every mind. Father God, I thank you right now for everyone who is tuning in from all over the world, Father. I thank you for allowing them to just take the time out to listen. I thank you for allowing them to share it. I thank you for allowing them to to glean on your word even more, Father God, and to delve deeper into what you are saying to their hearts, Father. Father God, I thank you right now that your word is a a sword, it's a two-edged sword piercing to the very marrow, dividing asunder, Father God, the hearts and intents of the hearts, Father God. Father God, I thank you right now for your word standing forever, Father God. Father, I thank you so much for your love, for your, your joy, for your peace, And I pray that for each and every person on on this podcast that's listening, I pray for your peace to just touch them and to overwhelm them, Father God. Give them that peace that makes no sense, Father God, that their minds can't even understand. Father God, give them the love that just flows, Father God. flows and it overflows, Father God. Pour your love into their hearts, Father, where they are broken hearts, Father God. Bind them up right now in the mighty name of Jesus, Father God. I thank you for your joy that's unspeakable and full of mercy and truth, Father God. I thank you for your joy that that just it bubbles out of people father god not because everything is going right but even in the midst of turmoil and chaos father god we could still walk around and celebrate and praise father god because we can bring you the sacrifice of praise father god lord i thank you right now father for your word i thank you that it goes forth without distractions or delays father god or any hindrances father i thank you that everything comes to a standstill father god quiet everything in the room wherever they are father even if they're on a subway Lord, in the subway um, station, Father God, let everything grow quiet as they are listening to your word, Father God, let every demon shut up in Jesus's name as they are listening to your word go forth, Father God, I thank you for your angels that excel in strength to protect them and keep them, Father God, in all their ways, Lord, they can bear them up lest they dash their foot against the stone, Father God, I just thank you right now for whoever needs to hear this message, Father God, let their heart receive it, Lord, let it be let it fall on good ground father god let it fall on good ground father god let it fall on good ground lord let your word get buried deep father god and take root into their hearts father so it can grow lord and they can go and use it lord let your word fill them from the inside out lord let your words just spill out of them like rivers of living water father god thank you so much for your son jesus christ Today in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Whew. thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. That was mm, that was for somebody on the line, somebody on on this podcast that's listening, and I thank you, Lord, for that prayer. Y'all, this is season three, episode seven. Welcome to everyone who is new. Hello, hello, hello. Wherever you are, I thank you for joining in. Thank you for tuning in. I thank you for those of you who are my faithful people who are who are listening i keep want to say watching um who knows maybe that's gonna pop up next i don't know whatever the lord wants at this time <laughs> whatever he wants that's what he's gonna get <laughs> so um the episode today because like i said we're a season three episode seven so I titled this episode, God is a, he's a provider. He's a provider. Yeah. Cause I, I messed the title last week. I said something different than what I actually had. And yeah, whatever. Y'all knew what it was. We was on episode six, <laughs> but the title is he's a provider. And I know we have that song, Jira by Maverick City. Y'all let me tell you something about Maverick City. If Chandler Moore is listening and him and Naomi, let me tell y'all something. Y'all, the Lord be using y'all mightily, okay? Because I, Jaira, let me tell y'all about that song, Jaira. Jaira will have you on your face prostrate before God. You hear me? You won't be able to get up. And I have it on my playlist that I listen to. I listen to that playlist every day. And um on my way to work, coming home from work. And when Jaira come on, I just skip it. Because I don't have time to pull my vehicle over to the side of the road and just lay prostrate because that song right there It'll get you right Because when you listen to that, song, see I'm going into it already. I ain't even get, st- I ain't even got scripture yet But let me tell you something about this song Jairah because Jairah is um, I believe it's the hebrew name Not I think that's the hebrew name. Um for saying he's a provider jehovah Jairah he's a provider and When you listen to the words of that song, Jyra, my part, the part they get, see, now I got to look up the lyrics. I know the song when it, when it starts playing, you know how you know the song when it starts playing, but when you try to sing it, um, without the the music and stuff, you be like, wait, that's not how that goes. You be making up words. (laughs) He says, um, Oh, man. It's just so much in here. It says, going through a storm, but I won't go down. I hear your voice carried in the rhythm of the wind to call me out. You would cross an ocean so I wouldn't drown. You've never been closer than you are right now. Y'all, I'm about to get tears right now. I'm about to have some tears right now falling out my eyes. Who? Mm. And then when Naomi comes in and she says... Um, I'm already loved, I'm already chosen. I know who I am, I know what you've spoken. I'm already loved more than I could imagine. That is enough, y'all. <sighs> but you know what my favorite, favorite part of the song is? When Chandler says, Forever enough, always enough, more than enough. And it's funny that. I'm doing this. I heard the Holy Spirit telling me during church today, I need to talk about what we're getting ready to talk about. um, My mother's song. more than enough. He's more than enough. (laughs) He's more than enough. He's more than enough for me. Jehovah Jireh, my provider. You are more than enough for me. Jehovah Rapha, you're my healer. By your stripes, I've been set free. Jehovah Shama, you are with me. You, I can't even remember the last part because I'm trying not to sing it because I y'all know I can't sing, but um, you are with me and you supply all my need. Yeah, there it is. So I was like, okay. And then I was like, I need the title and I got, he's a provider. And I'm like, you know what? This is absolutely true. And of course it is, it's God, he's truth, grace and truth. Um, And then the conversation my mom and I were having, I said, this is just confirmation that I need to talk about this today. Um, So I'm not going to deviate from anything the Lord has um, told me to say. So I'm just going to back out of the way and let the Lord speak. Um, Have your way, Holy Spirit. So today we're going to go to the book of Daniel Chapter three, to be more specific, and I probably touched on this a little bit in a previous episode. Don't ask me where, because I can't keep track of what I talk about on each episode because the Holy Spirit comes in and rearranges everything. <laughs> so I will go. I'll have like I start writing scripts. Like I'll study and everything. I'll go to something that I posted maybe two, three, four years ago, Um, and it's just. Doggone it! This is just, it's so much. I'm trying not to bounce around. I'm trying to stay like on a top, like on, on top of everything and go in order. But it's like, I keep jumping around because it's so much to stay in such a short period of time. But when I first started with social media, as far as my business, the Lord told me to start this business back in 2021. Um, I didn't even know what I was going to be doing. To be honest, I still don't know the direction of my business. It's like, okay, whatever the Lord tells me to do, that's what I'm doing. And that's how I try to live my life. Not that I don't have any order or anything. I like, okay, wake up in the morning, read your Bible, study, spend time with the Lord, get ready for work, go to work, do your job, come home. You know, like I know my routines and my schedules and stuff like that, but I make it a point to allow the Lord to have his way in my life. And because it's like, I don't know what I'm doing. You know, I didn't realize until I was, I was just telling one of the young people, younger people in my church today. <laughs> he's like in his twenties. He, um, he and I do the music ministry together. Bless his heart. He got to deal with me. <laughs> um, I was telling him today. I said, you know, I didn't realize that I wasn't an adult until I was like 33. Then it was like, You know, I'm actually an adult now because we have this misconception that because we turn 18, we're an adult. No, legally, you can do adult things, but that does not make you an adult. (laughs) See, they don't tell you that. (laughs) And that's what I tell my students. I'm like, look, let me tell y'all something. (laughs) Them taxes is real. Them credit cards don't get one. (laughs) Don't get a credit card till you about almost 30 years old because I'm trying to help y'all out. I'm trying to help y'all out. And I'm pretty sure your parents told y'all the same thing, but y'all not listening to them. Listen to your, stay home as long as you can. Okay. (laughs) Listen, these bills out here are not loyal. They don't care. You better pay them. And they don't, they do not like, listen, there's so much stuff um, that I thought Just because you know, or when you turn 21, okay, I'm an adult now. No, your age does not make you an adult, maturity and wisdom make you an adult. Because, and I'm gonna tell you, because you got some 40 50 year old people who are also considered adults, but they're not adults because they don't have that maturity and wisdom, they didn't get it. Okay, the common didn't, the common sense didn't grow in their garden. All right, so, (laughs) so it's like it's those things. Um, I done lost track of what I was talking about y'all, but I guess that needed to be said. So, <laughs> Oh, so yeah, I, I give the Holy spirit room to just move in my life and however he sees fit And, um, I know I did talk about this, this season, a couple of um, episodes ago, how I pray in the morning now for the Lord to use me. However he sees fit for that day because I mean I don't know what I'm supposed to do you know I have discernment I pray for discernment and I pray that the Lord lead and guide me and protect me and all of that stuff but how am I supposed to take these steps what is it that I'm supposed to do today am I supposed to go left or right and what time am I supposed because that's how detailed I want to be and in order to be that detailed I need the Lord to tell me that I need my heavenly father to to guide me and direct I I be like, sometimes I just be like, Father, just put me where you need me to be. And every single time he does it, he puts me exactly where he, he wants me to be for that time period. And I tell him, I don't want to miss any divine appointments that you have for me today because he set up stuff since before I was born. I don't want to miss that stuff because I'm not paying attention to the Holy Spirit or I don't tune him out and doing my own thing. I don't, I don't want to, I want to be so sensitive to the Holy spirit when he's telling me to go somewhere, when he's telling me to speak to someone or do something, I want to be very sensitive to the Holy spirit that way. And, um, he, he provides. And that's one, like we have this, um, this misconception when we come to God as our provider, we think it's only like with money. And for the most part, I actually, I t- let me recant that statement. I don't want to say for the most part it is like, no, it's not. He provides, providing is encompassing every dimension. It's not just one area. It's every area of our life. He provides our health. He provides our life. He provides for our monetary needs. He provides our physical needs, like with food and clothing and shelter, like it's everything. He provides jobs for us. He provides transportation. He allows us to um have that transportation and stuff. He provides our peace. He provides our joy. He provides our, um our, uh our strength. He provides every, like every facet of our life, he provides for it. And I don't even know how I got stuck on Jara, but like that part where Naomi sings, um, If he dresses the lilies with beauty and splendor, how much more will he clothe? Y'all, that thing be about to take me out. I cried. I almost cried right then. If he dresses the lilies of the field with beauty and splendor, how much more will he clothe you? If he watches over every sparrow, how much more does he love you? Our heavenly father provides everything for us. Because he loves us and he wants us to love him. He doesn't do it so that way we can love him back in return. He does it just because he does. That that's he's God. We got we sing another song in church by the Brooklyn Tabernacle Choir. He's God. Just because. Just because he's God. Like, how could you deny? How could you deny? Oh my gosh, like that not Maverick City, they have a, um, with Elevation Worship, they have another song called More Than Able. You are more than able. Mm. You are more than able. I messed all of that up. I don't care. Right. Who am I to deny what the Lord can do? That, that, who am I to deny what the Lord can do? Y'all, let's get to the scripture, because I told y'all Maverick City ain't nothing to play with. They about to have you on the flow. I listen, they about to have you on the flow. Look, we we're not fooling with Maverick City. We're not fooling with Chandler and um Nene. <laughs> Naomi. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Naomi. I'm changing your name like we're related. I'm giving you a nickname. Um but And then chapter three, verse 16, I have to start back at verse 16 before we get into the scriptures that I want to cover, because you got to hear the boldness of these three Hebrew boys. Like you got to hear it. Verse 16 says, and let me get some context. Okay. Before I jump into the scripture for anybody who may not have known about this biblical account, King Nebuchadnezzar had a statue erected that he wanted everybody to worship. And when they started playing all the music and stuff, everybody was supposed to bow down and worship. Well, if you remember, because I think I talked about Daniel or Ezekiel, one of them, a couple of episodes ago, the children of Israel were taken captive by Babylon. Okay, so they pulled all of the best, the smartest, the brightest, the strongest, they pulled all of them to Babylon to help build their kingdom, right? So they got Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, um, which that wasn't their names. They changed their names. Um, Daniel's name was actually Belteshar. Belt- Belteshar, I think. Belteshar. Belteshar. It was one of them, but we're going to call him Daniel. He's not even in this story right now. It's just in his book, okay? <laughs> He's not in this biblical account. <laughs> but anyway, he had a different name, too. They changed it to a Babylon- Babylonian name. So, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that was, those were their Babylonian names. Um They of course worship the one true God, the God of Israel and they wasn't bowing. So the snitches, all of the the people on the royal court, they go to the king talking about them three Hebrew boys ain't bowing to nothing that every time we play the cornet, the trumpets and all that we be beating on them drunk. They don't do nothing but just stand there. And so they they not following the rule and you said if if somebody did not bow when all those instruments played that you was going to throw them into the fiery furnace. It's always people who watching your every move. Cause my thing is how, you know, we didn't bow. Your face was supposed to be on the ground. So if your face went on the ground, you watching us, you weren't bowing either, or you weren't bowing how you supposed to bow. See, I had somebody do that to me when I was um, working at another school. I was home. (laughs) I was home with strep throat. I went to the Fantasia concert over Thanksgiving. This was 2016. I still remember this cause it was funny to me. Because nobody asked this question. I went to the Fantasia concert that Friday night before we went back to work. I got strep throat. I had a doctor's note and everything. Went to the doctor that Sunday. They said, you got strep. You can't go back to work. Okay. Can't go back to work. Now, in my school system, I know about everybody else's school system, you cannot miss a day before a holiday break or a day after holiday break. Like, you come to work that day, and then you can take your days off, basically, if you want to, which don't make sense. But whatever. That's between you and HR. Um, So, I had to miss work. I had, I had my work excuse from the doctor. I got struck. Okay? Got struck. Well, at that time, I think that's when I had started posting the scriptures on my... And I didn't finish talking about it. Anyway, I'll come back to that. That's going to fit in. I promise it's going to fit in. So I had started posting motivational scriptures or whatever like that. Well, I shouldn't say motivational. Every scripture is motivation. So anyway, I was posting scriptures. In the morning, when I wake up, I post scripture on my Facebook, right? I posted the scripture that morning. It was like 5 o'clock in the morning, all right? It was 5 o'clock in the morning, not during work hours. It was 5 o'clock in the morning. Why my homegirl who worked at the same school with me, told me make sure you're not on facebook i said who said something because the fact that you even had to say that tells me everything i didn't know she said i was walking by um the principal office and somebody was in the snitching on you talking about you was on facebook this morning posting i said isn't it work hours and she said, yeah. I said, so why do you on their phone at work when they're supposed to be teaching? Bloop. Okay, I'm done. And she said, you know what? I said, because my thing is, why are you on my page? I'm telling you, it's people, people, people are ruthless, man. Anything to get ahead. Anything to get ahead. And these people who, t- they, me Meshach, and Abednego didn't bow. They didn't bow. How you know? Wasn't you supposed to be bowing? The only way you would know they weren't bound is if you were standing around when you were supposed to be bound. Because I could have sworn that law decreed that everybody was supposed to bound. See, nobody talks about that. <laughs> only reason I paid attention to that is because somebody tried to throw me under the bus like that. See, I would have had to say something. But hey, look, it wasn't me in this um, particular situation. So anyway, that's what happened. Now, where I'm getting ready to start with these scriptures is when Nebuchadnezzar... He has Shadrach, Meshach, and Bendigo in front of him. And he's like, look, we're going to play this one more time. We're going to play all these instruments. I mean, it was like a lot of instruments. It took up a lot of words to explain all of the instruments. The harps, the lyre, the cornets, the trumpets, drums, everything. Like, everything. When all these instruments play, you going to bow. Well, they didn't do it. Oh, these boys are bold, okay? Because you're in front of the king, okay? You're in front of the king. Well, verse 16 of chapter 3 says, Sharon, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. If it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of thine hand, O king. But if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Y'all. They told the king, we're not going to do what you said for us to do. Because we don't worship you. We worship God. And we he going to deliver us. If you got... But Basically... King Nebuchadnezzar you got to do what you got to do and our God is going to deliver us and if he doesn't well we still not bowing how many of you going to be bold enough to say that because listen I'm not going to say I would bow but it would have been hard for me to say that It we're putting in situations like that now we're putting in situations like that on a daily now on our jobs in our relationships and our friendships <laughs> at Walmart <laughs> I mean, we're putting, we're putting those situations with our faith. Oh, you need to stop talking about Jesus so much. Look, <laughs> every breath that we take, we're saying Yahweh. Okay. That's literally every breath we take, we're saying Yahweh. Yeah. Research that. Our lungs are shaped like trees. Why do you think that is? Like, it's just so much science. Science. That go like that's why I, I don't understand how people get these degrees and stuff in science and all the good stuff and they want to say there's no God there there's impossibly no way that you can say that there's no God you just don't want to acknowledge Him as God that's hey that's between you and whatever it is that you do <laughs> but there is one okay they said it's the fact of they said He's going to deliver us but if not. Be it known unto thee, O King, that we will not serve thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. He's either going to deliver us or we're going to be with him in heaven. It's one or the other, but we're going to win either way. Mm. It's the boldness for me. So these are the scriptures I really want to get into because we're talking about how God is our provider. He is a provider and not just of monetary things, but we're talking about how he provides for us when we go through trials okay so check this verse 19 they even titled this part the fiery furnace i'm gonna read it's gonna be a lot of reading let me take a sip of water first hold on okay (laughs) because it's gonna be a lot of reading but just keep up okay and go back and read it yourself because i promise you when the lord showed me this i think it was last year Or the year before last, 2022. I can't remember when, but I have it in my notebook. Um, The Lord, I mean, it blew my mind. It blew my mind. Because I said, oh my gosh. There is nothing new under the sun, okay? Like, verse 19. Then was Nebuchadnezzar full of fury. And the form of his visage was changed against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Now, I want you to pay attention to that. He was so angry that his face distorted the form of his visage. Like he was distorted because I'm going to tell you why. That, That spirit that was in him, that ego spirit, that prideful spirit, it got mad because they didn't do what he wanted them to do. And so... Yeah, it's almost like it just took over and transformed. And I'm putting in new living trans, uh, new transaction, new living translation, so that way I can read it from a different version. Yeah, his face became distorted with rage. Mm-hmm. And rage, I mean, that's an extreme form of anger, like, that's that deadly anger there um which is ironic in a literature sense because you got a fiery furnace and that's kind of how he was he was a fiery furnace himself but it's something different about this fiery furnace so he said um therefore he spake and commanded that they should heat the furnace one seven times more than it was want want to be heated so it says um then he ordered, well, no, 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 I'll jump not too fast. Says he commanded that the furnace be heated seven times harder than usual. Y'all know biblically seven is, um, the number of the Lord. It stands for the end of something also, um, perfection. I believe that's another one for it. It's uh, not perfection. Completion. Ten is perfection. Seven is the number of completion three is the number of the lord i get the numbers uh, um the meanings up mixed up sometimes um yeah seven is the number completion so he had them he had them heat the furnace up to completion okay that was something that was not in my note i know i didn't write that one down um Verse 20, it says, and he commanded the most mighty men that were in his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and to cast them into the burning, fiery furnace. Verse 21, then these men were bound in their coats, their hosing, and their hats, and their other garments, and were cast into the midst of the burning, fiery furnace. Verse 22, therefore, because the king's commandment was urgent and the furnace exceeding hot, the flame of the fire slew those men that took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Okay. Verse 23. I I was seeing something, y'all. So sorry. Verse 23. And these three men, Sharon, Meshach, and Abednego fell down, bound into the midst of the fire, burning fiery furnace. Verse 24, then Nebuchadnezzar the king was astonished and or astonished and rose up in haste and spake and said unto his counselors, Did not we cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? They answered and said to the king, True, O king. He answered and said, Lo, I see four men loose, walking in the midst of the fire, and they have no hurt, and the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. Then Nebuchadnezzar, in verse 26, came near to the mouth of the burning fiery furnace and spake and said, Shara, Meshach, and Abednego, you servants of the Most High God, come forth and come hither. Then Shara, Meshach, and Abednego came forth of the midst of the fire, and the princes, governors, captains, and the king's counselors, being gathered together, saw these men upon whose bodies the fire had... No power, nor was in hair of their head singed. Neither were their coats changed, nor the smell of fire had passed on them. Then Nebuchadnezzar spake and said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who have sent his angel and delivered his servants that trusted in him and have changed the king's word and yielded their bodies that they might not serve nor worship any God except their own. Y'all, it's so much here. I'm pretty sure we won't get to everything. But... The main point I want to make, and this is what my mom and I were talking about today, not about this particular um, account in the Bible, just things that have been going on with us that we saw with people, noticing with people. Um, and I, I had so I had a friend uh, a couple of years ago. He got in trouble, and I actually found him on the side of the road. His car broke down in the middle of the night he was taking somebody home and let me tell you how this happened. It's a, it's a reason for this story. Okay. I promise you I had, okay. This was back in December, 2018. At that time, my former friend, she was engaged and she wanted to find a wedding dress. She was supposed to come to Brunswick and we were going to go to Jacksonville to David's bridal. Well, her vehicle did not pass inspection because she's in one of the states where a vehicle has to pass emissions inspection, and it didn't pass inspection, so she had to ride with her fiance down to South Carolina with his family for Christmas. Basically, she couldn't come home, so she asked me if I could come up there with her because there was a Davis bridal nearby. Or either I told her, I said I'll come up there and we'll just go to the new Davis bridal that's like in Florence, South Carolina, whatever. And she said, okay, cool. Well, this was, I mean, I was on Christmas break. I think we talked about it that Thursday, that Friday, I was on the road or Saturday, Saturday morning. It was Saturday morning. Yeah, it was Saturday morning. I had to do a turn and burn. Okay. If you don't know what a turn and burn is, that means you got to get on the road, go to one place and then turn right back around and come back to your original destination. Okay. Um, So I had to do a turn and burn. I had to go to South Carolina stay overnight, come back. Cause I had to be back in time for church to do the sound and stuff. Okay. Don't just, just follow me. So that particular friend, he had just joined our church and stuff like that. So me and my family pastors, everybody was very supportive of trying to um, just encourage him and stuff like that in the Lord. And he worked at a retail spot, but he didn't, he was low on cash. And he asked me if I could help him out with gas. And I said, yeah, I'll help you out with gas. He said, but I'm pulling out super early because I had to drive four hours away. I know it's crazy, but they call me Run, okay, for a reason. I don't do all that ripping and running no more like I used to, but the Lord had to slow me down when I bought this house. He was like, no, you're going to sit down and then pretend you're going somewhere out of town in your head. <laughs> so anyway, he met me at a gas station because I had to fill up too before I left. And... I um, went ahead and swipe my card. I told him, I said, get as much gas as you need because he had a little sports car. It was older. Somebody, you know, gave it to him, you know, and um, he was like, okay, he only put $10 in there. I didn't know that until after I had pulled off and left or else I would have made him fill it up. So when I left, he called me and said, hey, I'm leaving the gas station. I'm done. I said, did you fill up? He said, no, I only put 10 in. I said, you can't put 10 into a sports car. Like, you're going to burn... So anyway, whatever. Needless to say, he had just enough to go to work and get home, basically. Um, I go to South Carolina. We go to the bridal store. I cut all of that stuff out. Anyway, on our way to David's bridal, my sister texted me and said, we need to go see our uncle. Um, at that time, she said, because um, I, I think this is going to be his last Christmas. And I'm so glad I listened to her because... It was his last Christmas with us. He, um, he passed away from cancer that following April. But anyway, I was like, man, I got to do all this. You know, and she wanted to leave Monday, which was Christmas Eve, to surprise him. So I'm like, I'm in South Carolina now. It's Saturday. I got to drive back home in the morning, stupid early in the morning, like 4 o'clock in the morning. Go to church, sit in church then go to sleep and get up and go go to florida like this is crazy you know so anyway that's what's going on in my mind we get back to her fiance's parents house i'm on the air mattress in their living room like i love them they, they were so sweet um i couldn't go to sleep that night i just couldn't go to sleep that night i couldn't i couldn't go to sleep that night i kept tossing and turning and so And I'm a heavy sleeper. So I usually don't hear my alarm sometimes. I have to have it really loud. And I heard the alarm and it was barely loud. Like it was barely, you could barely hear the volume. And I'm like, how did I hear that? And I just felt like an urgency in my spirit to just hurry up and get out of the house and get on the road. Like I felt the urgency and I'm like, okay, okay, okay. Like when I opened the door to go outside, it was ice all over the ground. Like it looked like candy, like some kind of, I don't know. It was just everything was glistening, like sparkles, and um, I was like, "Oh no, the door is gonna be frozen, y'all." And you know when ice is on the ground, everything was frozen, like all the yards, everything. And they were in the country. They were in the country, South Carolina. Do not recommend. I'm just saying. look for anybody that's listening. This in South Carolina, y'all. Whew y'all state is i hadn't been everywhere but um where was i Was it was in marion county i can't even remember i know it's not that far from myrtle beach whoo child that was i thought were i thought we were country down here i was like nah i think they got us beat like it's it's very rural. okay i love it though i like country but anyway that's side note so I was like, man, because I felt like I I had such an urgency to get back home and I did not know why. So I go to my car. Y'all, my door opened like nothing was on it. Like there was ice on it. Like it was ice all over my car. My door should not have opened. My door don't open when ain't no ice on it. When it's just really cold, my door would get, it wouldn't open. That door opened up like, let's go. I said, well, bet, like, let's do it. Like, so I'm, and I said, why am I in a hurry to get home? And I said, this don't, I said, there's something going on. So I got some gas, got on y'all. I was going like 90 to hundred on the hot, like I'm in a different state. I know about Georgia state patrol. Like I, who, listen, it's, it's something here. Let me tell you something. It's one thing when you get pulled over by the city you you might get off if you get pulled over by the city when the county pull you over unless the officer just got married and they extremely happy you getting a ticket but when when state patrol pull you definitely getting the ticket you might even go to jail for whatever reason like you gonna get a ticket y'all i was running i know i was running between 90 and 100 coming back home i had such an urgency and i mean it was pitch black dark out there because i'm in the i'm in the country Ain't no lights out there. It's like the lights that you see are on your headlights. So I'm running. I'm I'm putting myself in danger of getting pulled over for, for being a super speeder or running into an animal that hops out into the house. Because, I mean, everything was frozen. So, you know, it was ice on the road. I could have slid off the road. Like, I'm telling, I had such an urgency to get home. And I did not know why. I said, why am I rushing to get home? Well, I'm driving. I finally get back in Georgia and I'm on my stomping grounds. I know these roads. So I'm passing through Pooler. If you know, if you listening from Savannah, Seaport, you know what I'm talking about. You know, anybody from my area know what I'm talking about. I'm coming through Pooler and I, this is another part of the story. So I didn't want to stay on 95. I wanted to get off and go on 17 because i was just on 95 two months before and they were doing construction well i was coming home from a concert me and my sister my sister was riding with me and we get almost off at of the egg we get to the exit where i'm getting ready to take a home and i hear the the i'm like i said no something is in the top. and it was pitch black then too and I and she said, we're gonna have to get to my house. Cause I mean, we were still a good six miles from her house. And by the time we got to her house, my tire was done. It was done. Okay. It was almost on the rims. So um yeah. Ever since then, from that time period, I was like, I don't take seven I don't take ninety five, I take seventeen. Especially while they doing construction because you'll run over stuff and don't know what's what you ran over until your tire's gone. So, um I said, you know what? It's daylight. I should be able to see stuff if it's on the ground. I'm going to stay on 95. Well, my tank was at a quarter of a tank. And I'm still I'm still outside Savannah. I'm still like driving from Pooler. And I'm like, okay. I got a quarter of a tank. I could probably make it home. But I just don't want to test that. Like, it's stupid early. My parents ain't ready for church. Everybody knows getting ready for church. Ain't nobody got time to be coming to get me. So, let me go put some gas in the car. I said, I'll get off at exit 67 or whatever, which is halfway between, um, Brunswick and Savannah. I said, I'll just push it until I get there. Well, I got off at 67. I was hungry. I wanted some orange juice and the gas station i went to they have a mcdonald's attached to it and i said okay let me put this gas in here because it was freezing cold i said i'm not walking in to get i said food i'm not doing all that i'm just going to go through the drive-through and call it a day well the drive-through line was long actually yeah when i got when i pulled in that's what my plan was but when i saw the line when i was pumping gas i said i'm not doing all that and i said oh i could stop by so-and-so when i get into Darien. Which is like Darien is like twenty minutes outside of Brussels. I was like, I could stop by and so when I get into Darien and just get me some real food, like, so <laughs> I some some real breakfast. I said, yeah, that'll work. That'll work. Well, it's like at that time our church service started at eleven, so Sunday school started at ten, and it was just eight o'clock, so it wasn't even really eight o'clock. Yeah, it was probably about seven thirty. So I was like, yeah, I made it back for for my four hour trip to georgia like and where i was maybe like 30 45 minutes from home yeah that's how fast i was driving okay because i had i had this urgency to get back home well 17 i love driving 17 because it's country i you know you get to see country living like man i love country oh i do not like the city if i can avoid staying in the city i will because i i love the country well um taking 17 and i've driven 17 so many times but i noticed something there was nobody on the road and it was really creepy i know it was stupid early because i mean the sun was just rising it was beautiful it was so beautiful to see the frost on the grass and it was beautiful but i said this is really weird that nobody is on this like i was the only vehicle all the way i didn't see another vehicle until i was leaving darien okay Before I get to Darien, when I I finally got into the outskirts of Darien, they have their high school, McIntosh County Academy High School. And I was coming up on the school on my right-hand side. And I see a vehicle parked outside the school. I said, oh, somebody must have broke down or whatever. And when I get close enough to it, I said, that looked like so-and-so vehicle. I said, ain't no way. Cause that joker, ain't only had ten. He only had ten dollars in a gas. Ain't no way he drove all the way out here. Not left Brunswick, Georgia, to come to Darien, Georgia. No, not on that ten. No, 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 no. He didn't. So what happened is, I pulled into a parking lot of an of a restaurant that was like maybe it wasn't even half a mile up the road from the school. It was like maybe two minutes from the school. It was like right there. I pulled into the parking lot and I tried to call him. Well, his phone, like I said, he was going through financial stuff a lot because he had just given his life to the Lord. He was trying to turn his life around, do stuff right and everything. So the only way his phone would work would be on Wi-Fi. And I was like, all right. He ain't answering. I said, well, maybe he's asleep. I tried to call again. I said, hmm. And I heard the Holy Spirit say, turn back and go get him. That was him. Turn back and go get him. I. The Holy Spirit literally said that to me. Y'all, when I turned around, turned my vehicle back, I was in it. I'm telling you, no cars. Still no cars. There were still no cars, okay? I turned back around. That's Oh, y'all heard my country coming. I heard it. Turned back around. I turned back around. I turned back around, and he's rolling the window down and says, Steph, what you doing out here? I said, Joker. Y'all, that's not really what I said, but I'm not going to say what I said. (laughs) Because it was like, how in the world did you get out here? I said, get yourself in my car right now. Y'all, I'm not exaggerating. I'm not making this up. He slept in his car all night. Now, you've heard me say several times there there was ice on the ground. There was frost on the ground. It was like in the 20s. Like, that's cold for down here, okay? It was like in the 20s that night. In South Carolina. Well no. In Brunswick it was in the 20s. I don't know how cold it was in South Carolina. It could have been in the teens. But it was freezing cold. Too cold for somebody to sleep in a car. He had the oncoming stages of hypothermia. And he was getting ready to go back to sleep. And if he would have gone to sleep. He probably would have died in his sleep. The reason why he was out there is he was giving someone a ride home. He said he wanted to be a blessing to someone, to that person. He wanted to be a blessing. He said, because I know if I bless people, then God blesses me too. And it's like, I, I had we, we had explained to him like, okay, listen. You can't be a blessing to other people when you're overextending yourself. God is not going to put you in a position where you're left out trying to bless other people. That's not how that works. That's not how faith works. Okay. When God brings them to you, when he brings the fight to your door, you will have everything that you need that you're equipped for. And that's what me and my mom were talking about. God's provision for us far extends past the material a lot of people in that particular area think that okay well I'll be a help and I I found myself doing that too cuz I I I am an I'm a giver but I have to put boundaries on how much I give of myself of my resources that the Lord has has blessed me with that was the problem with the five foolish virgins in the bible They didn't do what they were supposed to do. So they tried to go get the oil from people who were prepared. No, 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 boo-boo. You should have got what... And people don't want to hear that because we don't like telling people no. We don't want to hurt people's feelings. But let me tell you something. If it's life or death, your feelings got to get hurt. Because I'm not about to kill myself. And when I say that, I mean I'm not about to overextend myself. And it's bringing me harm. That guy, my friend... He overextended himself. First of all, did you pray and ask the Lord if you needed to do that first? And, and that's first. But secondly, let's look at your situation. You, you only $10 of gas in your car. You ain't got no money to put no more gas in your car. So why would God put you in a position where you could possibly hurt yourself? He's not going to do that. But our mindset is so warped with what God is going to bless us with. And the more you give, the more you're going to get back. First of all, you're distorting the scripture that says, give and it shall be given you press down, shake it together, running over shall men give into your bosom. We distort that because that doesn't just apply to a monetary thing that applies to the peace that you, the grace that you give, the joy that you give, the love that you give. How about those things? You know, like we don't, we don't. Think about it that way because we have been so, our minds have been so distorted by people who are sheep, who are wolves in sheep's clothing because they are hunger and thirsting, thirsting after the filthy lucre. It's the love of money. It's the love of money that is the root of all evil. It's not money. It's the love of money. We misquote that all the time. Money, how can money, money is not evil. It's the love of money. What are you going to do with it? Okay. We've been distorted with people manipulating the scripture for their own filthy lucre and gain. So now because people have been hearing that stuff for so long, they're putting themselves at risk and doing dumb stuff that their common sense should kick in and say, this ain't right. But no, because if I do this, I'm gonna get blessed if I do that y'all better wake up and stop being deceived come out from among them and be ye separate I'm telling you because I've done that myself I've done it several times and I go through the listen I go around that mountain every time the Lord say you ain't have enough yet you ain't had enough yet so now I'm putting boundaries up and people getting mad stay mad because this hey this is just the beginning Everything getting cut off because I know the Lord told me to stay away from that one. Stay away from this one. Stay away from that one because you're not going to keep putting me in positions. I'm not, excuse me. I'm not going to continue to allow myself to be put in positions that the Lord did not authorize for me to be in. He provides for us, but he also provided intelligence. He also provided common sense and we need to use that. Oh, we don't want to hear those things. We don't want to hear that. God did not call us to be dumb sheep, which we happen. That's why, to be honest, that's why we're called sheep because we're dumb. We're called sheep because sheep are the dumbest animals in the world. Okay. It's a hole right there. We keep walking into the hole. Stop walking over there. Go the other way. They don't know. That's why they have to have a shepherd to be led. Y'all, I didn't even get to what I want to say, but... Thank you, Holy Spirit. So I said all of that to say he put himself in harm's way thinking the Lord was going. How is the Lord? Y'all, when I tell you I'm not exaggerating, it took him two days to warm up. It took him two days for his body temperature to get back right. That's how serious it was. (sighs) When the Lord brings the challenge, when the Lord brings the trial to your front door, you are already guaranteed the victory. And I'm going to show you real quick. How that happens. Let me see what my time is. Cause look, I done okay. All right. I've, I lose track of time so much. Anyway, first of all, Sharon Meshach, and Abednego are the original firefighters. Before we came up with firefighters, they were the firefighters, and I'ma prove that this we're gonna talk about this physical stuff real quick. You know what they had on? They were bound in their coats, their hosing, their hats, and their other garments. I never saw that until the Lord had me study this last year, the year before last. They had on stuff that firefighters wear. They were bound in the things that firefighters wear. The Lord provided the equipment for them to use to fight the fire. Y'all, I took... Go look it up. Because I looked it up. That's how I know. I I researched this. They had on hosing... Hats, coats, and other garments. My question is, why would y'all keep all that stuff on them? Because if I'm trying to get rid of you, you ain't taking no, we're gonna keep all that. <laughs> y'all just go in there naked. <laughs> that's, that's me. Just go in there naked. You're gonna get burnt up before you even get to before you hit the bottom, you're gonna be gone. You'll be ashes. We ain't about to burn up our good clothes. You know what I'm saying? No, they kept them in that stuff. That's what firefighters be wearing when they go into the fire. Listen let's talk about the fourth man in the fire real quick did you know that the OSHA um don't ask me to say the acronym the read I don't know what the words are right now and I just know it's OSHA okay um OSHA safety hazard association thing the occupational safety hazard association you have to um you know how many Firefighters, you have to have the, the minimum amount of firefighters you have to have to go into a structural interior fire. Guess how many you gotta have? The minimum amount. The least amount. Guess guess what the least amount is? Four. How many people were in the furnace? Four. <laughs> I love that about God. Like I love that about He's still following the orders before the orders were even made. I wonder where they got that number from. I wonder where they got the number from of the minimum amount of people. You have to have the fire fire. It's four, four people. Yes. Says the incident commander or apparatus operator cannot serve as one of the four firefighters. If abandoning the task of, of command or pump operations, jeopardizes the safety and health of any firefighter working at the accident. That's you have to have four. Jesus was the fourth man in the fire. Because look, y'all can't fight this by yourself. I'll come in and help. Ah, he's... mm. He provided... He provided the clothes for them to wear to fight this fire. And he provided himself. So they can have... So they could follow the rules. Before the rules were even made. He provided himself. Okay? Listen. Not only was... Those things provided, but this furnace was turned up to seven. <laughs> Number of completion. This was a holy fire. This fire was a holy fire. Because if you remember Moses with the burning bush, the bush was on fire, but it wasn't consumed because that was a holy fire. This is a holy fire because how are they going to be in a fire? That's that hot that it burns up everybody who touching them. Jesus, it burns everybody up who touches them, but it doesn't burn them up. They came out without anything singed. They came out just whole and complete that everybody had to notice. You have been in a fire, but you weren't burned. Like Jesus, listen, the trials that you go through, the trials and the tribulations that you go through for the Lord. He's going to provide a way out of that fire, but you got to sit in there for a minute. Why did they have to go through something like this? Me, they were bold with what they said. They were bold. He's going to deliver us. God is going to deliver us from this fire. But if not, we still not bound. We're still not doing what you told us to do because we're not worshiping any other God. They said it with their mouth, but we as humans... We can be bold, but at the same time, still have a little bit of reservation about what's going on. You know how your adrenaline gets pumping and you really don't pay attention to what you say or what goes on. But when you get faced with that challenge, you go, hold up. Did I bite off more than I could chew? Me, because I f- I feel the Holy Spirit was showing me when I was studying this. They said it with their mouth, but I still had to try their hearts. Jesus. Because a lot of times we say we make proclamations and declarations like that song, Refiner. Mm. That song, Refiner by Maverick City. (laughs) I want to be tried by fire. Purified. Y'all, I stopped singing the song because it's like, look, now, I don't think I've been refined enough, Lord. You... The fire getting hotter. <laughs> but listen. We say stuff like that in them songs. not realizing realize are we speaking that over our lives. That's why you got to be careful what you listen to. Not that it's anything wrong in Maverick City. It's just pay attention to what you proclaim. I give myself away. I don't like to sing that song no more. Because it's like I think I done gave myself away a lot. Lord. <laughs> I'm going to get something back. Get some change. You know like. You got to pay attention to what you're saying. We sing them love songs. Them R&B songs. We declaring stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody's supposed to be here. Hold up. Aren't you praying for a spouse? Why are you singing? Nobody's supposed to be here. <laughs> like, seriously. But that song refiner. I want to be tried by fire. Okay, you're going to be tried. See, the Lord, he hears us when we say stuff. You want to be tried by fire? Bet. I'm about to send some fire away. Because you said you want to be tried by fire. Right? Or were you lying? See we'll proclaim it and we got to get tried. We got to get tested. So yeah, they proclaimed it. They declared that Jesus is Lord. You know, they proclaimed proclaim that God is the only God. He's the almighty one of Israel. Like there's no other God beside him. We're not worshiping. We're not bowing down, but at the same time, yeah, now you got to get tested. You still got to go through the test. It's, it's not enough that you proclaim Christ. You still got to get tested. You want to know why? Because when you go through the fire and come out, you're not going to be the same. There's no way you can stay the same. When you go through the fire and come out, the glory of God is going to be revealed in you in that fire. The glory cannot be revealed until you get burned. What's inside you cannot be revealed until you go through some hard stuff, until you get fired, until you got negative $700 in your bank account. Until that was really personal right there. We'll talk about that later <laughs> until your husband leave you until your wife tells you, she's been cheating on you with, with your best friend until your best friends don't want you over at their house no more. They don't want to talk to you until you lose your car. Cause it got repossessed. See that's some fire for you. Okay. That's some fire. You got to go through stuff. How else? It, we can't just walk around with all this stuff. We got the blessings of the Lord, the Lord, the, the uh, the Lord load us up with blessings every day and hallelujah. We, who gonna follow that? No, the world needs to see that the Lord, the God, the Holy one, the the God of, uh, of, of um, Abraham, Isaac and Jacob or uh, Jacob and Isaac, the same person, I, I can't remember. But listen, y'all know what I'm trying to say because I'm, I'm just getting so excited. Listen, they need to see that the Holy One of Israel, the everlasting God, he is real and he is true and he is going to deliver. He will save, okay? They need to see that in action and they can't see it until we go through the fire. They had to go through because guess what? Guess what the Lord allowed Nebuchadnezzar to do? He allowed him to look in the window. See, the Lord is going to allow the people who had you thrown into the fire to be able to see how he's working in your life while you're in the fire. It's so many people who are watching you right now and they're trying to figure out how are you doing all that stuff because I know what happened to you got one right now at work trying to run down everything that i said that i did yeah you but i don't live at that house no more i don't live at that street address no more i'm i'm at redemption avenue you could be at redemption avenue too if you want to i could i could tell you i could tell you about the god i serve he um yeah i did all that and can't nobody talk about my history better than i can (laughs) i went through all of that and guess what? The Lord gets all the glory for bringing me out. He brought me out of all of that, and you still sitting here back there. I ain't back there no more. I'm over here. See, it's people who are going to be watching you so closely that they're wa- they're waiting to see they're waiting to see you fall. But they're watching because they can't believe that you're still going. How are you still going after all of those hits that you took? He provides every time I can honestly say, every time I went through something, the Lord had provision for me. He provided for me. Even when like the season of not having no money, I went through that season. I ain't, I ain't know I was going to go through that season. That was, whew, I'm actually coming out of it now. And it's it's nice. I, I tell you that praise God going through it. Every, I can honestly say, I had food in my, on my table. All my bills were paid. Nothing was lacking. He kept me. And let me tell you this. How are you going to know God as a provider if you don't go through situations where He has? To, you got to see his provision in your life? If you never go through these things, you won't know him as your provider. You won't know him as your protector. You won't know him as your keeper. You won't know him. As your strong tower, you you won't know him like that. You got to go through things so you can know him on those different levels on those, in those different ways. You won't know him as the lover of your soul until you got heartbroken. You won't know him and his love until you you've lost like your love, the, the person that you were with, whatever it didn't work out, and your heart is broke. You just won't know. You won't know him as your keeper until you going through situations where your mind was your mind should have been gone you should have lost all sense and sensibility but he kept you you won't know him like that until you go through stuff so why are you trying to avoid going through the fire you got to go through the fire to be purified he is our refiner he's our refiner and that fire is gonna get turned up it's gonna get turned up because the hotter the fire the purer the thing is in the fire jesus thank you lord A refiner knows when it's time to take the silver the gold out when they can see the reflection in it. That's how they know it's done when it's time to take it out because they can see the reflection in it. You're going to stay in there until you can see his reflection. And I'm just letting you know, because I, listen, I think the, I think the the, the temp coming down, I hope it's coming down for me because (laughs) it's, it's been hot. So to know him as your provider, you got to go through the fire. To know him as your keeper, you got to... you We've seen waymaker. maker. How, how do you know he makes ways for you when you hadn't gone through something for him to make a way? You hadn't stood at the Red Sea and all you see is, is water. And then your enemy behind you gaining. And you sitting here like, how am I going to get out of this situation? All this water in front of me and my enemy behind me how you won't know him as your waymaker until you in situations like that who i am well over my time well over my time but yeah i don't put yourself in situations that god has not authorized for you to be in i'm gonna close out with that when you put yourself in situations like my friend god didn't authorize him to um take nobody home that don't even make sense i we i'll still think about that like that didn't even make sense when you're trying to save everybody you can't save yourself which you can't save yourself anyway without jesus so when you put yourself in those situations you're presuming on god you're presuming that he's gonna get you out of it you're gonna presume that he's gonna be there that was the temptation that the devil threw at jesus when he was in the wilderness yourself off this cliff the bible says that god was give his angels charge he gave his angels charge of you to keep you and bear you up lest you dash your foot against the stone but then jesus came back and said uh it is written thou shall not tempt the lord their god you tempting god every time you put yourself in a situation that he did not authorize for you to be in when he brings the fight to your door when he brings Um, when he allows those trials and tribulations to come your way, because we're going to go through trials and tribulations. Jesus told us that, and he said, be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. So when those things happen, he's already guaranteed you the victory. He causes us to triumph in Christ. Okay. But when you put yourself in situations and you are expecting him to show up, hold up. You presuming don't tempt him. He's not going to listen, I'm not going to say he's not going to get you out, but. You're, temp- like you're you're presuming on God that he's just going to do it. And not only that, but he's also going to replenish the resources that you used on something that he didn't tell you to do. You got to pray about who you um helping. I had to learn it the hard way. You have to pray about who you're helping because some people are leeches and they are only out to get to steal, kill, and destroy because they're being used by the, by the enemy. They're just stealing from you. They're stealing your peace. They're stealing your time. They're stealing your money. They're stealing your love. They're stealing, listen, they're stealing your joy. (laughs) They're stealing from you. And you letting them. Because God didn't tell you to help them out. The Lord told me to stay away from um, a a group of people. Back in August of last year, towards the end of August. Did I listen? No. That's not what he meant. (laughs) Just blocked everybody this weekend. Because it's like, no, you can't have access to me like that. Block them on Facebook, block them on my phone. Don't call me with that foolishness. Because it's always chaos and confusion following them. You know, you got You you help people as much as the Lord allows you to help them. If he wants you to help, he might send somebody else to help them. You We don't know the plans of the Lord. His ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. We don't know the ways of the Lord. So therefore, that's why when he tells us to back off, leave them alone. I'm going to work on them. You, you keep doing what I told you to do. We need to obey expeditiously, immediately, without hesitation. Because if you continue to hinder what he told you to do, if you continue to put yourself in, in there, you know, keep going around them people or in that situation, you're going to feel the effects of what he's doing. I'm telling you what I know from personal experience. Cause I just went through that. You going to start feeling the effects of what is going on in this situation. Lord told me to stay away from, from some people. If they listening, Hey, um, and I didn't, one of the people started having issues with their blood pressure. Guess who started having issues with their blood pressure? I'm raising my hand right now. He told me to stay away from her, right? Kept hanging around with them. Blood. Every time something happened to that person's blood pressure, something happened to my blood pressure. Lord said, you still ain't, you still, you is hard headed. You is hard headed. Holy Spirit, like you is hard headed. Guess what? I ain't doing that no more. It's twenty twenty four. We're at the beginning of the year. Nope. You can't have access to me no more. Mm-mm. And it's always a need. Always something going on. And why don't I don't hear from you any other time when X Y Z be around? Okay, yeah, it's time to go. I'm head on out. You know what I'm saying? Like, no. You have to pray. And in this season, you have to be very careful about who you are helping. <sighs> be one of the five wise virgins and keep your oil to yourself. Pray and keep your oil to yourself. God, he is our provider and he He provides all everything that we need, everything that we need to do his purpose to fulfill his purpose in our life. He provides it for us. But. We have to be wise with what he's provided us with. We have to be wise with the resources he's blessed us with. All right. Whoo, I've gone way over. Okay. I try not to keep y'all on here too long because I know y'all don't have all day to listen to what I have to say. Um, But that had all of that needed to be said. Praise God. So. Anyway, I hope y'all have a great rest of your week and I will talk to y'all later. Bye.